Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. We are now 10 days away from SEC Football Media Days. And Kyle, go ahead and turn the music down. Okay, thank you. Uh, and uh, we are also just a couple of days from the MLB draft. Welcome into a Friday edition of Sports Scene. The aforementioned Kyle is producing today. Uh, we thank you for tuning in. Uh, lots to talk about today with you. Jonathan Mayo from the MLB Network is going to join us. He's in Seattle getting ready for the draft. If you have a question uh, you want to ask him, uh, email it to me, uh, Russell at WRUF.com, and I'll try to get that question to him when he's on with us here. Okay, he'll be here at the about the bottom of the hour or so. Uh, boy, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, Gators softball gets a couple of transfers. Uh, Brooke Barnard is uh, coming to Florida from Ole Miss. She spent the last two years there. Uh, and there's another transfer coming in as well uh, who came uh, from Louisville. And uh, really, her, her last name was Otis, and uh, did a great job at Louisville uh, last year, hit 414 with 63 runs scored. Pretty good. Um, so... Congratulations to uh, Tim Walton. Um, in track, Jasmine Moore getting a spot in the World Championships. Five Gators advanced in qualifying um, at the uh, USATF Outdoor Championships that are being held in uh, Eugene, Oregon. So we'll keep you abreast of that. CBSSports.com also ranked the uh, SEC football coaches. Okay? Very interesting. And, look, I don't think anybody probably would quibble with one, two, and three. Right? Did, do you, I mean, would you? I don't know. I think in some way, shape, or form, uh, you're looking at Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, and uh, Kelly. I, I think those are your top three, okay? And that's who CBSSports.com ranked. Who would be your next two, and where would you put Billy Napier in all of this, Okay. CBSSports.com has Lane Kiffin fourth. I don't know. I, I guess he's made Ole Miss relevant, and that's hard to do. But Josh Heupel below him after the year he had, because, again, you're judged year to year here, right? Uh, I'll tell you where they had Billy Napier. 11, 11, behind Sam Pittman, Shane Beamer, 
Hugh Freeze. Now, what I don't understand, how is Hugh Freeze ranked ahead of anybody? He hadn't coached a game at Auburn. But, oh well. And then uh, Jimbo Fisher is also ranked ahead of uh, Billy Napier, as is Mark Stoops, Heupel, and uh, Lane Kiffin. And, I, and I, you know, I, I was on Twitter today, and I look, I have all the respect in the world for UCF. I, I think, you know, they've had their moments, and they've certainly beaten Florida, you know, in some things. So tip of the hat to them. And I and I if there's a UCF person listening or a fan listening, I'd love to hear this from you. Cause I see this stuff on Twitter. There's a big four now in the state. And I guess the argument is okay, look what's happened with UCF against Florida in football. Look what's happened, you know, in ba- I, I I get it. Okay. UCF is probably going to be middle of the pack in its new league when it happens this fall. I get that too. But is there really a big four? And I hope I get the perspective of a UCF fan in that. So those are some of the things we'll talk about today. We hope to hear from you. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf. Dot com. Dolphin Michael bat lead off today. What's up, Dolphin Mike? Yeah, I got a couple of things. I'll make them pretty quick. Um, the player from Ole Miss, isn't she a pitcher? The player from Ole Miss. Yeah, for softball. Oh, yeah. Isn't she a pitcher? No, I think a position player, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to look and make sure. Yeah, but I but I also wanted to ask: Do you think um, White Lamford? Do you think he'll go th- third behind the two LSU players? And I also wanted to find out on the football team who will be the who do you think will be the starting tight end? Because I know the starting tight end last year that got hurt hurt his ACL. All right, let me go back to what what you've asked here. Um, The two transfers, um, one is Otis, um, who was a position player, okay? Um, And then the other one uh, is uh, Barnard. um, And, again, um, also a position player. Yeah. So not a pitcher. They've got they've got pitching help coming in uh, via two really good high school recruits. That's good because we we definitely need that on the softball team. Well, softball, baseball, whatever. Yeah, I mean, good pitching goes a long way, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah. What was your other question? Yeah. Um. Who do you think will be the I had two. Do you think White and Langford will go oh, third? Okay, I'll I'll start with that. If I had to guess this, Mike, and that's totally what this is, I would yeah, say yes. 
I, I would say he would go third to the Tigers, uh, barring a trade of some kind or whatever. I would. I think the prevailing thought is um, he would be pick third. Yeah, and I wanted to find out on the Gator football team who do you think will be the starting tight end? That is a good question. Um, you know, Xander's. I believe somebody can correct me here. I believe is back uh, yeah, as a redshirt senior. I think. Senior. So I would think um, he would be the starter, just top of my head. But, again, we'll see when camp starts. You know, Odom's been around here a little bit. Um, they got a couple of young guys coming in, too. But I, I would say he would be the guy. What about Jonathan Odom? That's what I just said. Him? Yeah, that's what I just said. Odom's been around a little while here. It's possible. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's all I had. Okay. Have a great show and have a great weekend. You too, Mike. Thank you for your call. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. I've gotten a couple of uh, questions already uh, for Jonathan Mayo when he comes in. Again, he'll be here uh, in about 15 minutes. So if you have a question you want to ask him about the draft, um, please do so. Uh, Billy emails and says, uh, are the Gators in any danger of losing any players uh, uh, in the draft that are coming into the program. This, if you haven't seen it, this the 2024 class is a very pitching-heavy class. Um, I think Florida's in very good shape. Could they lose one or two to the draft? Maybe. But I think overall, uh, Florida is in pretty darn good shape uh, when it comes to that. 1213, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Folks, if you don't already know about the great work being done at the Roadhaver Boys Ranch in Palatka, let me tell you about it. Please give me your attention because they do really good things. The Roadhaver Boys Ranch houses at-risk young boys from difficult home environments. It's sustained by your donated vehicles, a boat, an RV, a car, just about a motorcycle, just about any kind of vehicle. The Roadhaver Boys Ranch will take it from you. These boys learn to turn their troubled lives into futures full of hope and promise with real-life skills because they fix the vehicles up and then they resell them. So again, if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. That donation, by the way, is tax-deductible. It helps a really good cause. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. That's rbr.org to learn more your donation makes a difference. Don't give in to that constant joint pain. Take control and take back your quality of life today with help from QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is helping people every day here and across the country with their amazing non-surgical treatments that repair and restore damaged joint tissue. They use the latest advances in regenerative medicine, taking your own body's healing agents and concentrating them right in the area where you have the agonizing pain. 
This incredible non-invasive approach helps you take back control of your body, relieving the pain in knees, hips, shoulder, or back. No invasive surgery, no harmful drugs or steroids, and no downtime. Listen, summertime needs to be about having fun and making memories, golfing, hiking, enjoying the outdoors. So take control now and start living pain-free again. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Oh yeah, you can feel it, the hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Being careful these days with your budget doesn't mean you have to settle for inferior quality jewelry at a mall store. If you're used to shopping in malls and never been into an IDC before, I want to personally invite you in. International Diamond Center owner, Keith LeClaire. We've got something for everybody. It doesn't matter your budget. It doesn't matter if you need financing. We'll make it happen. As a manufacturing jeweler, IDC is able to cut out the middleman. Our diamond bracelets, we buy the bracelet, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. Our diamond bands, we buy the mounting, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. So you're cutting out all that 40% that's in the middle for these manufacturers. And that's for superior quality jewelry with free service for life. When you come into IDC, you're going to get better quality for less, period. International Diamond Center. The one thing I'll guarantee you is you will make a big financial mistake if you don't shop IDC. At Celebration Point or visit us online at shopidc.com. Coming up at four, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF. I hope we'll make this a good day. I'm trying to throw some things out here. If you have a thought about the draft, or, again, about where you'd rank the SEC coaches. William uh, has two points, one I agree with, one I... eh. He says, nobody at a national level considers UCF on the same level as the other three state schools. In fact, most consider the whole national championship deal an embarrassment. This is not an orange and blue glass, it's just a fact. I agree with that. These coaching lists are a crapshoot. I agree with that, too. But he wouldn't put Kelly that high. He's been in the league one year. Well, this is where I disagree. What do you base it on? You base it on now. I I don't base a coaching list on what somebody might do or what they've done before. Kelly turned that program around quickly. So I think 
That's what, to me, that's how you have to rank today. Not on potential, but today. He said he did well. Anybody can do well one year. True. Can you replicate it? It's the question and sustain it. What he did at Notre Dame with that powder puff schedule is irrelevant to me. This year's a big year for LSU. Okay? I, mean, I think he did pretty well at Notre Dame, too. He got Notre Dame to the playoff, did he not? That's an accomplishment. Um, all right, let's get some more calls here before Jonathan Mayo from the MLB Network will join us here. 392-8255. You can email us, Russell, at WRUF.com. Ellis, who's in Lake City, says, considering Kyle Trask has been in the system for a few years now, do you believe he'll get the start for the Bucks? No, I don't. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And it's funny, I've now seen two mock drafts where the Bucks pick a quarterback, which is interesting because you have Trask, you have Mayfield, and then you're going to go pick a quarterback in the draft? So maybe that tells me long-term they're not thinking that either of them would be the answer long-term. Let's get to uh, Byron. Byron, hi. <laughs> hey, Steve. Happy Friday. Love you, producer, man. I had to get on here quick because you know I'm getting old. But, Steve, really, I want to ask you. I'm going to stay on the line. I was telling him. I usually don't do that, and I'm going to ask you three questions if you don't mind. And my first question is, I'm a Miami Dolphin kind of fan, and I do not like the Jets, Patriots, or those, you know what I mean. But, Steve, I think the Jets have the best chance with Rodgers to make it. Just, you know, your gut feeling not being a Jets fan, what do you see in that division? And I'll go to my next question, but do you think the Jets will win or the Dolphins with Tua will Hold on. Uh, will New England somebody come out before it works? Thank you. Well, all right. Buffalo's the team. I mean, on oh, paper, God, right? No, what are they? Not, uh, where, yeah. But I think now, their window is closing. I, I think, you know, based on, you know, what their quarterback has done, who's been very good, but, yeah. you know, they've not quite reached the pinnacle yet. So I think this is a big year for Buffalo. I think Buffalo wins the division. Wow. I forgot. Steve, that's why you you own there because I really almost forgot about them in the deal. Yeah, and uh, my second one is of course Jacksonville. I don't see Houston and those being a, in Tennessee with the running back, you know, from Jacksonville area, tough. But uh, Indianapolis with uh, our quarterback, what do you see with him, and who do you think would go be the breakout rookie quarterback if you want to go that far in the NFL this year? All right, ask a couple of things here um, <clears throat> in. In the uh, AFC South, I think you have to pick the Jags. Can they sustain their success, uh, you know, over the second half of the year? Uh, the Colts, it'll be interesting because what does Anthony Richardson do? You know, Houston's in a full rebuild, you know, with a new general manager and Rand Carthon there, the former Gator. Um, and Tennessee... Yeah, you know, I, 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 I see them as being sort of a 500-type team. So I think Jacksonville almost by default is in that division. And then what was your other question? Well, but Steve, I'll say this about Tennessee, too. They're trying to get a receiver. I, I don't I don't think for Arizona, I don't know the names of all. But if they do that, that's a good move. And my last one is Steve Jacksonville is also – I don't like – I, I agree with the caller yesterday about political stuff, but 
Jacksonville is getting a re- renovation of the stadium. And uh, just a real quick point of how do you think cities and areas should feel about these stadiums? Do the taxpayers have to pay that? And should they be responsible for all those heavy tickets? Because I can't go to the games anymore like them guys say, but no, I'm just kidding, Steve. Thank you, man, and go get it. Happy Friday. Byron, thank you. That is a whole other question. The way things work now, and look, if I'm an owner, I'm going to do this all day and twice on Sunday. If you want me here, if you want my money, and you want my football team in the NFL in your city, you will help finance it. Taxpayers will help finance it because it does a lot of good for the community. Now, we can debate that. Because, again, who helps with the bill? Taxpayers. Some taxpayers don't get any benefit out of that. It's just like the the old argument, why should I pay school taxes if I don't have any kids going to school? Well, that's a little bit different. I mean, school is sort of for everybody, but an NFL team isn't for everybody. But that's going to happen. And I think it's going to happen just about all over the place. Uh, okay, let's get to a couple of emails where Jonathan is on here. BB says, uh, a question that your student made me think about. How many of your listeners have had drinks spilled on them at a football game? Like your, this was yesterday. Like your student, I've experienced a drink spill many times along the smelling some funny cigarettes at a Mississippi State undergrad game. There's nothing like being in a stadium for a game. Still remember cramming what seemed like half the girls from my girlfriend's UF scholarship house into my small car, going to the Georgia game against Herschel Walker and company. I wouldn't take anything for that memory. Fred Taylor and me bear-hugging each other after the FSU game. The Navy flyover against Carolina with my dad, it would turn out to be our last game together before he passed away. Life and time are fleeting and creeping up on us. People don't give up on going to games. You experience life there and make memories that last a lifetime. And... He said, your team needs you. That is the great debate. Okay? I understand. And look, I I don't know how many games in my lifetime I have seen at Florida with sports since, you know, doing this for a living all these years. But that is the – you have to – it, it's not enough anymore, I don't think, for to just say to a fan, you owe it to the university to go. You've you got to have an incentive. 1226, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Jonathan Mayo from the M- MLB Network will join us next to talk about the draft, which begins Sunday, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Mike Lester believes a good financial advisor helps you map out a plan for each step of your retirement without taking a commission. Mike also happens to be the founder of Talon Wealth and is on a mission to help those near and in retirement protect and grow their nest egg. And he's ready to prove it with the Talon Satisfaction Guarantee. It's pretty simple. For any new client that hires Talon to actively manage their portfolio, if you aren't satisfied after one year, for any reason, Talon will refund 100% of your advisor fees. Yep, that's right. 
For any new client that hires talent to actively manage their portfolio, if you aren't satisfied after one year, for any reason at all, Talon will refund 100% of your advisor fees. Call 352-751-3200 to learn more about Talon's satisfaction guarantee. That's 352-751-3200 or visit guardingyournesteg.com. Advisory services through Talon Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. It's your last chance to shop July 4th savings at Lowe's. Right now, save on select major appliances. And when you buy more, you save more. Get up to an additional $1,000 off select major kitchen appliances. Plus, right now when you buy a Craftsman V20 string trimmer or blower for just $99, you'll get a select bear tool free. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows home improvement. Offer style through 712. Appliance savings vary based on purchase amount. Buy more, save more. Valid on appliances $396 or more. While supplies last. Exclusions apply. See Lowe's.com for details. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper? Just go to 4 slash joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, and the process is 100% online. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. When was the last time you had a truly awesome nursery experience? A nursery and garden center with a huge selection and friendly expert advice. We're talking about Quality Green specialists in Deland. At Quality Green, we have your favorite plants, fruit trees, flowers, vegetables, and herbs. Plus, with our 8011 fertilizer, organic azomite, and composted soil, your garden will look its very best. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, Deland, and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A heat advisory has been issued for Alachua and Marion counties eastward to the Atlantic coast. That will stay in effect through the mid-evening. Today, partly cloudy skies, high temperatures in the lower 90s. Heat indices close to 100. A few spots might get near 105. Scattered inland storms popping up early. They'll move east toward the Atlantic coast by the evening. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. <laughs> yeah, well, and what's interesting about Wambayama, uh, unlike like Zion, we watched him play, what, 30 games at Duke. We saw it. Yeah. It was, oh, by the way, here's some highlights of Victor Wambayama. Until he came over and played in the G League. And I always tell people, don't look at the highlights. Look at somebody and how they get those highlights. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. MLB Draft begins Sunday, and some Gators certainly are potential high draft picks. I'm going to bring back a guest we've had many times. Always a pleasure to have Jonathan Mayo from the MLB Network here, who is at the draft and getting ready for everything. Jonathan, good to have you, man. Thanks for doing this. Sure thing, Steve. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you. I've got some questions from listeners already for you here, uh, so oh, I'll boy. start with them. Uh, Lucas says, what do you think my Cubs will do in the draft? 
Yeah, it's, it, things get very murky after the top five. Uh, actually, I guess you know things could start changing at five, and so the Cubs will, will be a little bit in a react mode. Uh, most of what I am hearing for them has been college hitters, uh, guys like Tommy Troy from Stanford, uh, maybe Matt Shaw from Maryland. Um, those are the, you know those kinds of guys that sort of next tier of college hitters. Jacob Gonzalez um, is another name who could be around. Uh, Jacob Wilson from Grand Canyon. Uh, those are all guys who may or may not be around when the Cubs pick at, uh, and I don't have it in front of me, I think it's at 13. Steven says, is it true Skeens is wanting $10 million as the top pick? Do the Pirates have to agree to that to get him? How would that demand scenario work? So uh, players can put out, or their agents can put out whatever demands they want. Um, and the, the, the thing that I've heard more than Skeens is that Dylan Cruz has floated that dollar figure uh, along with, you know, that uh, his, his agent has put out the idea that he doesn't want to go to Pittsburgh. Um, a lot of that's negotiating ploy. Then it comes down to uh, sort of comfort level with the team. Because, you know, I think at the end of the day, if the Pirates want either Dylan Cruz or Paul Skeens, regardless of their demands, they should take him. Because I can't imagine Paul Skeens or Dylan Cruz turning down $9.2 million to sign. They're not going to go back to college, uh, you know, because of that. Um, so I, I think that when you're picking at the very top, you just take the guy that you want and, uh, and, and figure it out and, and have some comfort level that the bonus slot for that pick is so high that you're going to be able to get it done. James uh, says uh, most have Langford at going to the Tigers at three. Could you ask Jonathan, does he see a scenario where he could go one? I think there is a definite scenario where he could go one, and it seems to be kind of growing by the day. Um, I know you've had my colleague uh, Jim Callis on. Mm -hmm. He and I just did a a thing where we kind of broke down the percentage odds for each guy to go uh, in the top spot. And at the time we did it, uh, we had Dylan Cruz at around 39%, and I think Paul Skeens at like 28 or 29 and then actually Max Clark was third and Wyatt Langford was fourth. If we were to redo that right now, we'd probably take about 10% away from Dylan Cruz and I'd probably give it to Wyatt Langford. Um, he is very much still in play. Uh, I had some scouts early on who told me that they thought Wyatt Langford was as good as Dylan Cruz. And if the Pirates think that there isn't that much separating the two of them and Dylan Cruz is demanding $10 million and and you know you're going to get Wyatt Langford for – 8.7 million. I'm making up a number, sure. but less. And you're not dealing with the headache of, of having to go to negotiate with a, a kid who uh, may or may not have said he doesn't want to be there. Then you start thinking about that more seriously. And I do know that the pirates have continued to have meetings with all five of the top guys, uh, you know, in, in the camp. Uh, and that's also Max Clark from Indiana and Walker Jenkins, the other high school outfielder in play. But I think he's more on the outside looking in at this point. Uh, Jonathan, I, this is from Adrian, and I you may not be able to answer this, and I and I hope Adrian understands, because he's asking this from a purely Florida perspective. Okay. Uh, in Florida's recruiting class, he's asking about their three big pitching prospects. He sees where do you see them drafted, the chances they get to campus, Peterson, Echeverria, and Rodriguez. So, hmm. so that's Liam Peterson and Steven Echeverria, and yep. who's the third one? Yep, and Chris Rodriguez. 
I think Chris Rodriguez gets to campus. Um, I think that Echeverria has a good chance of, of getting drafted and signing. And Peterson, I'm not sure. He kind of had an up-and-down year. So I think there's an outside chance that he doesn't go. The one thing I can say is that if you see those guys get drafted on day two, I mean, or day one, but at any point in the top 10 rounds, they're going to sign. Um, it, it, since the bonus pool system has been instituted, you can count on one hand the guys who don't sign. Um, so I think if you hear their names called, uh, you know, often it's like at the beginning of the third round is when you see those overslot guys on the start of day two. If they don't go in the first two rounds, um, then those teams have enough bonus pool money to, to get them signed. So teams that have extra picks may, you know, may pick a money saver and then take a guy like Echeverria, you know, in the third round, uh, and then he won't set foot on campus. Jonathan Mayo, MLB Network, joining us here talking about the draft, which begins on Sunday. I want to ask you, Jonathan, about a guy that I've seen in person a lot, you know, doing Gator games on radio, and that's Bradfield from Vanderbilt. Every mock mm-hmm. draft I see has him in the first round, but you know, the power he doesn't have great power. What makes him a first rounder? Uh eighty speed. Okay. You can't um can't coach speed. Uh, That's true. You can't coach speed. <laughs> and listen, it's not just speed. It's, you know, you, the, so let's start with the concerns. The concerns are, are, are impact, yep, right? Is right. he going to be able to hit the ball hard enough Correct. for it to matter? Yes. And that's the question, you know, is he Juan Pierre, um, who, by the way, had a very long career, but in a different, you know, in a different era. Um, he has gained some strength and he is, in addition to being a ridiculously fast, athlete he also has very good instincts he's a plus 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 defender this isn't just a guy who outruns mistakes right he has great instincts in the outfield he can really really defend so it's all going to be dependent on whether you think there's going to be some impact there are people who see enough kenny lofton in him Uh uh-huh and that's what puts him in the first round okay um all right some organizations tend to draft high school some organizations tend to go college or pitcher. Uh, are, are, is there a philosophy that just about every team has when it comes to that, Jonathan, or does it depend on who's available in the draft and where they select? I mean, it should. It should depend on who's available in the draft and where they select. You know, they, Ideally, you take the best available player with an understanding that with the bonus pool system, maybe, especially if you pick later on and you have multiple picks, you can get a little more creative. But uh, I think the teams that do it the best, Steve, are the ones that kind of look at what's in front of them and kind of go based on best available in a given year. Now, more and more teams, uh, you probably heard people talk about the models that teams have. Yes. That they put players in with all sorts of variables, and it kind of spits out, you know, whether they like a guy. Um, You know, so like a guy like Jacob Wilson, uh, from Grand Canyon does very well in the models because he never strikes out, like literally never strikes out. Uh, his contact rate is through the roof. He can play shortstop for a very, very long time. He's the son of Jack Wilson who played you know, in the big leagues mm-hmm. for a long time, but there's some concern about his impact and the exit velocities. So that weighs into it as well. So there are teams that really lean heavily 
on their models. And I think the first time it's really going to come into play is at, at number five because the Twins have used their model a lot more of late. And they will have a choice probably if things kind of go like according to chalk in the top four, um, they'll have a choice of whichever the top high school outfielders are still available. Uh, and that's, um, you know, Max Clark or Walker Jenkins, or listening to their models and taking a college bat, maybe cutting a deal with a Jacob Gonzalez type um, or taking Kyle, Kyle Teal from Virginia, somebody like that. Okay. And that's going to be a very interesting debate. And it's going to depend on who, who inevitably makes the actual pick for the twins uh, come crunch time. I know you have to go. Uh, I'll ask two quick, uh, one quick question. And then uh, it, with uh, Waldrop, Sprout, and uh, Rivera, are they all first or second round picks? And then tell us about your new book. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I don't think they're all first round picks. I think all three, well, Waldrop is going to be a first round pick. He's a tough one, right? Because um, you know, everyone in your listeners saw Right, the stuff is stupid. But, <laughs> yeah, it is, <laughs> but the command is you know questionable. Questionable. Yep. There's some, re- there's some reliever risk during he had that postseason run where suddenly I'm like, oh, okay, that's what the fuss is all about. And if you think you can unlock that, he's going to go somewhere in the first round. I, you know, I think both Sprout and Rivera will go on day one. Um, Rivera will be an interesting. I think he he could go like comp round again. One of those teams that has extra picks. Right, you could get a really, really high-value senior guy. You'll save money um, <clears throat> because he is a senior. He doesn't really have that much leverage, uh, and then use that money to maybe get one of those, you know, Stephen Echeverria types a little bit later on. Uh, Sproat, you know, probably goes in the second round. Could he, you know, end up in the third round? I mean, eventually that guy's got to sign, right? He can't, right. Yeah, he can't yeah. just keep going back to school. <laughs> Correct. Perpetuity. But he's another one who's a little enigmatic because the stuff can be really, really good, but you just on, in any given start, you don't know, is he going to throw enough strikes to be a starter? Uh, and then quickly, my book, thank you for, for sure. allowing me to plug it. It's uh-huh. Smart, Wrong, and Lucky. Um, it, it's, uh, it's kind of a scouting book. It's the origin stories of baseball's unexpected stars. It's looking at guys who are kind of underrated or undervalued as amateurs uh, who then went on to become some of the game's biggest stars. And I really let the scouts, who are the best storytellers, and to me the, 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 you know, the, the skeleton of, of baseball. Without them, baseball doesn't exist. And they all have stories or know of stories of scouts who saw something, you know, in – Albert Pujols, who was a 13th-round pick at a junior college, or Jacob DeGrom, who was a light-hitting shortstop who didn't pitch until his junior year, or Lorenzo Cain, who didn't play an inning of baseball until his sophomore year of high school. That's one of my favorite ones. So it's all stories like that. Uh, And it uh, can be found uh, wherever you order your books from uh, online, and it comes out officially uh, on Tuesday. Okay. Always appreciate your time, Jonathan. Enjoy the draft. Thank you for making time. Steve, I appreciate you. Thank you. Okay, Jonathan Mayo, good dude, and knows his stuff, too, as you can tell. So thank you for the questions for him. Uh, There you go. Uh, All right, the rest of the day, uh, it is us. Uh, We were hoping to have uh, Josh Rivera today, but he's actually at Disney today with his family. So uh, hopefully next week, uh, a couple of more Gator baseball players will come on and talk about their seasons and uh, their futures. Uh, But in the meantime, today... 
uh, we'll hear from you, 392-8255. And uh, you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Um, again, if you're just tuning in, last day of the week, there's not a uh, you know a big-time topic today. CBSSports.com did rank the uh, the SEC football coaches. Billy Napier was ranked 11th in the league. Uh, do you agree with that? And if you agree that the top three are in one form or another, you know, Saban, Smart, and Kelly, who would be your next three in your coaching tier? 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Chronic joint pain has a snowball effect. It's not just the pain. What that did is just make me depressed that I couldn't get back into the gym. And I was inactive, gaining weight. I had to find another alternative. And for Chad, that alternative was QC Kinetics and the non-surgical natural biologic treatments that can give lasting relief to aching hips, shoulders, knees, and backs. Once they explained it, it made sense. Putting what we have inside our body back into us in a certain strategic way to heal up in a natural process was fantastic. QC Kinetics treatments take place right in the office. No downtime, no surgery. And as for the outcome? I'm just back to bouncing around, having fun, doing my work, living pain-free. Don't let chronic joint pain rob you of your quality of life. Discover advanced regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Call now to learn more. It's a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge auto repair shop. Now looking for qualified auto mechanics to join their growing team. If you're a self-motivated worker with an attitude for excellence, Bush Auto Repair is looking for you. Enjoy competitive pay and a family working environment where they've been keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call 352-372-0372. That's 372-0372 now or at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. This is Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays, and you're listening to Gainesville's only home for Rays baseball, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. SEC Football Media Days now just about 10 days away, so it's getting close. Uh, John, I, I didn't get this because uh, Jonathan had to go, but he says, if as some believe the ball in college is juiced, do you see a decline in pitching velocity when these kids throwing near 100 in college start throwing the MLB baseballs? No. No. I, I can answer that. I, I don't think there's going to be any change uh, in that. Patrick says, can you name your all-time favorite Mets? I would have to think on that. Two come to mind right away. Tom Seaver is, without doubt, my all-time favorite because I grew up with him, tried to emulate him as a pitcher. 
uh, and uh, got a chance to meet and interview him. So he would be, you know, he he's considered probably to be Mr. Met. I, I, I would say if you asked a Met fan, a longtime Met fan, Patrick, he, he would be that. Um, I don't know who would be second, honestly. I, I mean, if they had, if their lives had not been screwed up, you know, Daryl Strawberry and Doc Gooden would have certainly, you know, been there. I mean, Alonzo in the short term, you know, is there too. Um, but, you know, a lot of that, who your favorite player is, is just could could be based on the experience you had. Maybe you met him or, you know, whatever that is. Um, but Tom Seaver. So, and, and, you know, sometimes you go by position. And maybe someday, maybe today because it's so slow, um, like what would be your all-time Gator baseball infield? What would be that? Because I'm thinking about the Mets now. What would be my all-time Met infield? And I just, you know, could could you put Alonzo in there as the first baseman? I think you could certainly make that case. Um, and remember, that 69 team of the Mets, besides Seaver, you know, they didn't have great players on that team. They, they, they wouldn't make an all-star team, most of them, the vast majority of them. Now, the 86 group, you know, Gary Carter, Strawberry, Gooden, Hernandez, you know, guys like that, yeah, maybe. All right, let's get to the phones. <coughs> we'll talk to Jake. Jake, hi. Hey, favorite Mets, I mean, it's just players, I guess, is no good, but wasn't Casey Stingle a Met? He was a manager of the Mets, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's one of my favorite, definitely one of my favorite Mets. But um, I know he was not a player, but Casey was a real class act. He was something else. Well, there's a back story, Jake. Let me do do this real quick. Back story to Casey Stengel being a Met. He managed the Yankees, I think I have the dates right, from 1949 to 1960. And they wanted... They, they felt the Yankees felt he was too old because I think he was 70 years old when the Pirates beat him in the World Series in 1960. And they didn't right. want to lose Ralph Halk, um, so they kicked Stengel out, essentially. Right. I remember. I remember. And then, you know, when the, the fledgling Mets picked him, you couldn't have picked a better guy because New York knew him. You know, he was a good quote in the paper. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, he certainly helped put the Mets on the map. Even though they were terrible, it, it didn't matter. He helped put them on the map. I agree. I But I don't know if uh, Sully got a real super ace coming in out of high school that's some hot shot or not, but tell me who you think the, uh, the first – First four pitchers are next year. I'm thinking. Do you think he's going to move Brandon Neely up as an ace? Yes. Well, I'll go about an ace. I, I'm not sure who the Friday guy will be, um, but I think certainly Fisher and Neely would be candidates there. 
Um, Slater up there? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. No, okay. I, I think you know again, I, who come? You know what? What does the portal bring? What's the kid from UCLA bring? Uh, Caglione, don't forget him, right? Even though yeah, he didn't pitch yeah. well, you know, at times. He didn't pitch well at all. No, but I think I you're gonna you'll have two lefties and a righty. So I think in a perfect world you go left, right, left. So if Cag straightens out, you know, he certainly has the stuff. So Cags, Neely, and Fisher might be mm-hmm. what you look at. But that's gosh, that's so far off. I know it is. It's just it's just, you know, boys next year. I mean, this was a great, great year and great team and I think they're gonna be real good next year, but I think there's gonna be a lot of real good ones back. Everywhere. Oh, they'll be they'll be very good next year. They'll be very good next year again. Yes, I I think you're going to see a couple of pieces still added uh, through the portal. Um, And you know, look, I I think it's very difficult and it's unrealistic to look at a high school kid coming in here and saying, you know, you're going to be the number one starter or something. That but doesn't mean they can't contribute. Doesn't mean they might not be a bullpen guy. But I think you those those guys that have already been here, been through the SEC and all that, they're going to have a big leg up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Steve. Thanks a lot. Okay. You have a great weekend. Yep. You too. Thanks. Appreciate your call. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, s russell at wruf dot com. Uh, Ed emails and he's got a similar question. He said, "You must not have heard Jonathan Mayo, Ed, because he said, do you think the Gators would be hurt much in the draft?'" Well, you know you're going to lose Langford. You know you're going to lose Sprout. You know you know you're going to lose Waldrop, and you know you're going to you're going to lose Rivera. Okay, so those are four pretty big pieces. So are you going to be hurt by that? Well, I, I, yeah, but LSU is going to be hurt too if they lose Skeens and they lose Crew. I mean, so I mean it. That's what you get, you know, when you recruit uh, the way that you know Florida has done, and. You know, it's it's interesting to me what coaches have to do now that have sort of built their programs around high school kids, right? That's that's where Sully, for example, has done most of his you know his work. He's gone after the cream of the crop in high school kids, but he also is realistic enough to know that the portal, good, bad, wrong, right, is here. So you have to take advantage of that to, you know, fill in where you can. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you, there are some schools that are throwing out serious money to these players. To get in, it's like any other sport, but that is a reality. I'm just telling you that is a reality. Uh, let's see. A couple of more emails here. To Oh, don't, I meant to uh, promote this. The Rays are catching the Braves at a bad time. The Rays are in a season-long five-game losing streak after the Phillies took care of them. And now the Rays and the Braves play a weekend series before the All-Star break. We'll have tonight's game at 6, tomorrow's game at 6.30, and then Sunday's game at 1. 
We will carry the home run derby here. You'll hear Pete Alonzo. Uh, that'll start at 8 o'clock Monday, and we'll have the All-Star game for you Tuesday at 7. So that's all coming up right here on your radio dial. I wanted to make sure I uh, mentioned that. Uh, Wes uh, has another MLB draft question. He says, um, which teams do you think draft the best? Which do you think draft the world God? I, I don't have enough knowledge, Wes, to look at a team. I can tell you who I think has done a good job. Look at Baltimore. Look at Baltimore and look who they've drafted the last four or five years. Look who's playing the big leagues for them now. And I think, you know, that is the measuring stick, right? Two, twofold. A, the money you're spending, you know, are, are they making the big leagues? One. And two, what impact are they having in the big leagues? I think the Orioles have done a pretty nice job. Um, also, um, for the draft, it's in Seattle. And it's going to be, uh, a couple of people have asked this, I might as well just do it now. It's going to be Sunday at 7 o'clock Eastern time is when it starts. ESPN will have it, and the MLB Network will have it. Okay? So, and I believe I'm right in this. I don't know this for sure. I think the first and second rounds will be on Sunday. I, I think I'm right in that. Um, Monday, we will have, I believe, if they do it the way they've done it before, they have the draft during the day on Monday. They don't have it at night. And that'll be fun because we can follow the draft. If it's at 12 o'clock, we can follow it. Um, and then uh, I believe rounds three through nine or ten are Monday, and the rest of the draft uh, is on Tuesday. Some history for you, thanks to Sullivan Bortner, the, the fantastic Gator Sports Information Director for this. You know when the first draft was? Good trivia question. 1965. It doesn't seem that long ago, but 1965. Florida has seen 216 individuals combine for 244 draft selections, including 17 first-round picks. Now, if you count the secondary phase of the draft, that moves up to 23. During Kevin O'Sullivan's time here, 99 draft selections, 11 first-rounders. You know what that ranks nationally? Number two. Number two. And what's Sully's calling card? Pitching, right? Well, over the past 16 seasons, 26 pitcher draft picks and 20 were selected in the first five rounds, a total of which comes in at third in all of college baseball. That's the job that guy's done in his time here at Florida. Hour 2 coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. One other thing that I like about Exceptional Dentistry compared to other practices I've been to is it's one practice. From soup to nuts, whatever I need in terms of my dental care, I know that they're going to be accountable and responsible to what services they're providing for me. Other practices that I've dealt with over the years, I felt like I had to triangulate, whether it be someone extracting and another person implanting. Here, it it is a one-stop party shop. You're gonna get every level of care that you need in terms of your dental care. I've become a new person since uh, all of these treatments have started. I'm extremely pleased with the time and the money investment that that I've made into this. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Medicaid covered many Floridians during the public health emergency, but now for many, that coverage may end. If you are in jeopardy of losing your health coverage, don't worry. You may qualify for affordable health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org to learn more. That's CoveringFlorida.org. Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. For the latest information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre-storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. Worn-out tires are a danger to you, your passengers, and other drivers. TireRack.com reminds you to inspect your tires regularly. Grab a quarter, stick it in the tread, and if you can see the top of Washington's head, it's time to replace. Go to my page, TireRack.com slash Dan. Use the Tire Decision Guide to find the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Kumo tires and tread confidently. TireRack.com. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant, doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard, that's also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. No, Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see the terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Friday. Let me just say this with Kyle producing today. I wish it would, I wish it would rain. My grass is crying for rain. It's funny how it works, though. It, right up the street from my house, it rained. And my house didn't rain a drop. So can we get some rain at my end of the universe today? We could certainly use it. Uh, we're 10 days away from SEC football media days. We're two days away from the first day of the MLB draft. 
as we get into week number two of the month of July. We want to hear from you. Uh, again, today is one of those days when there's not you know, a burning issue out there in the sports world. But if you were to rank, CBSSports.com just ranked the SEC football coaches. Napier was ranked 11th. Their top three, no surprise, Saban, Smart, and Kelly. Uh, so if you have a thought on where Billy Napier, if that's too high for him, too low for him, you know, who would your next three in line be after those? I think most people think those three would would be, you know, the top three. Um, and uh, Ben Shelton losing yesterday at Wimbledon, but he'll be in the U.S. Open, I think. And I think his future is very, very bright. It, it, he's getting his feet wet now, and he's learning, and I think he's going to be a really good player. His dad, of course, uh, helping him along the way. That's kind of cool, too. All right, we'll open the phones, 392-8255. And again, you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Tennessee Mike, hey. Hey, Steve, happy weekend. Mm-hmm. Hey, Steve, thanks for the heads up on the coaches' rankings. I've seen that in years past with CBS. I read the article and clicked a little deeper. They also have ranked the coaches, I guess, back in May, uh, 1 through 65, and I think they even go deeper than that. So I took a look at that. You know, Steve, uh, as a coach, i got a question for you. Um, I think coaches generally don't forget how to coach. It looks to me like when you do coaches' rankings, you've got body of work for these dinosaurs like Saban, and then you've got young bucks the hypples of the world um, that are more now, you know, the it thing, the trendy thing, maybe a new offense. I think that's a hard circle to square when you're – do you want to vote on body of work or do you want to vote on who's hot? I don't think you vote on who's hot. I think you vote on the most current result, right? Give you an example. I think baseball is a great example of this. Mike Bianco. Right, and Ole Miss, the baseball coach. The year that they won the World Series, last year, they barely made the tournament. They were the last team in. And there were rumors, had he not gotten to the tournament, he'd be fired. Well, how do you rate him? Right? Is it body of work, which, you know, they were mediocre, for the majority of the year, but the dude won a championship. So that's sometimes it's, it's hard. I think the point you're making is it, it's hard sometimes. It's, is it flavor of the month? Is it, you know, longevity? And I think all those things come into play. But I do think it's almost what have you done for me lately? I mean, Saban's track record speaks for itself. And so does Kirby Smart's in the last, you know, what, four or five years. And Kelly, I think, has benefited the doubt because of what he did at Notre Dame, and he turned LSU around. After that, man, I think, you know, you could put him a lot of different guys, a lot of different places. A couple more thoughts for you, Steve, and I'll clear out. I I agree with you on the the legends, the Sabans of the world, but it seems like on a lot of these coaches, their stock rises and falls. Let me give you one that I look at is uh, Matt Campbell at Iowa State. He was the hottest thing in the world a couple of years back, could have had any job he wanted. Scott Frost would be another one. And I believe uh, Matt Campbell failed 20, 30 spots in the latest uh, rankings from just one year. Did the guy forget to coach over 12 months? Yes. Yes, because it's what is it based on, Mike? It's based on, I mean, look, if you look at Billy Napier's history, right, struggled early, 
and then had three double-digit win seasons. So did he learn? Let's flip that pancake you just gave me, right? Did he all of a sudden learn how to coach? <laughs> right? So, I mean, it, it's very subjective when you do that, and it all comes down to whether, not all, a lot of it comes down to whether you win or whether you lose. If, if you lose, you're not going to be ranked real high. You're not. Hey, last, last thing for you, Steve. When I was reading that list, I, the national list jumped out at me, if you want to click into that a little bit. But um, I was looking at maybe coaches that your particular school uh, maybe passed on or didn't hire over the years. And um, sometimes that's an interesting way to look at it, too, the coach you didn't hire. Like I see Greg Schiano's down in the 50s. Um, Tennessee and Florida both could have hired Kiffin and Hugh Freeze and passed on both of them for different reasons or maybe the same reasons. It's kind of interesting to read that list, too. I forget the names that were on Florida's radar when they hired Napier um, or even for previous hires, but it's kind of fun to look at the coaches that Florida didn't hire as you're reading that list also. All right. Hang in there, Steve. Yep, thank you, Mike. Appreciate the call. Three nine two eight two five, and and maybe the question to ask is how do you rank a coach? Part of it is like for example, let's take I, I use Bianco. In theory, there should be no coach in base college baseball last year better than him. He he's the top coach. Why? He won a championship. Won a national championship. Right? I don't think anybody, and this is no disrespect to him, he's been on this show many times, and I like Mike Bianco, but I don't think anybody would have said he's the top coach, in the, even in the SEC, let alone, you know, because again, you can be a flash in the pan. So do you rank him ahead of Kevin O'Sullivan? I, I don't know. Right? So, I mean, I'm just, those things are all subjective but they're fun this time of the year because it is a slow time and it is you can go back and look and say gee this coach was ranked this two years ago you know now look where he is so it it is kind of interesting to see when you start looking at that but I, I think Bianco is a really really good example and look at the year before Mississippi State won it Look where those programs are now. They're they're in shambles now. Hey D, what's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey, uh, you had a uh, question, I guess, an email asking a little while ago about who drafts best in the major leagues. Um, I don't know how the Braves couldn't be near the top of that list because, I mean, where do you want to start? I mean, you know, Acuna, Albies, you know, Austin Riley, Strider. Uh, I mean, you can go uh, Michael Harris. I mean, all these guys uh, are from the farm system. And the, the amazing thing is, Steve, they're all locked up to uh, Max Free. They're all locked up to, you know, long-term deals. So, I mean, Anthopolis has got these guys on the cheap. And, I mean, the Braves are going to be in contention for probably the next decade uh, because all these guys are young and, and they're pretty much locked down. Yep. Uh, that's they're, they're probably uh, example one. You know, I mentioned the Orioles and what they've done because they have a lot of guys that were drafted, gotten to the big leagues, but not the success that the Braves have had. So, yeah, I, I certainly hear you. Right, right, right. So, yeah, that's uh, – I mean, they um, – like I said, man, how, how, how he's gotten these guys to sign these, these deals, man. It's, it's, uh, he must hold these guys at gunpoint in negotiations, man. I can't. I, 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 it's unreal. 
how they just identify them and then, you know, they sign them, they get to get them under contract, man. So, uh, I mean, if he doesn't win executive of the year here pretty soon, man, it's like, I need to see who's voting because I don't, I don't know how he can't win. Well, here's the thing I think that, and again, it, 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 it's, it, this, uh, goes back to, um, how you judge, uh, an organization or whatever, you can judge an organization by saying what you just said. And I think you're accurate in saying it, right? Where they get all these draft choices, they sign them, and they develop them, and they sign long-term, and they win. That's, that's check, 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 check. So then the question becomes, do they win big? You know, do they win a championship with that group? And I think that's the least important. And, I, and I'm not downplaying winning a championship with a group of players, but you got to develop them, know their talent, draft them, and get them to the big leagues and have them be good and have the team be good. That, that to me, says an awful lot. Yep, they're on a roll for sure, man. Be good. Have a good weekend, Steve. Appreciate you. Thank you, D. Three nine two eight two five five, and you can email uh, s russell at wruf dot com. Um, you know what's interesting? Um, if you go back and look on uh, some drafts from teams, you can you really have to go back to twenty thirty years ago. Um. When you look at, like, for example, the A's, the first ever draft was 1965. They picked Rick Monday, number one. He was in the big leagues the next year. And in the sixth round, they picked Sal Bando, who was a good major leaguer for a long time. In the 11th round, they picked their future catcher, Gene Tennis, who played on several world championship teams. So think of that, right? That's just one draft where they developed those guys. Um, here's another one. 2009, Angels. Mike Trout. But in that draft, they also got Randall Grichuk who made the big leagues. Garrett Richards made the big leagues, Tyler Skaggs, and Patrick Corbin. So see, sometimes, and, and, what, and what are the Angels won? That's the other thing, right? To the point that D just made, the Braves have done what they've done, and they've won the Angels. And 2009 is a long time ago, but you get my point, right? That, you know, but it's interesting to see if you go team by team, and look, um, maybe the next best draft class um, for the Braves, how about 2007? I believe I'm right in this. Freddie Freeman, I think, was in that draft class. Uh, Jason Hayward was in that draft class. Craig Kimbrell was in that draft class so pretty good 115 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WYUF cloaked in orange and blue 
and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency, the place I've purchased many vehicles from over the years. In fact, driving a vehicle from there right now. The reason? Well, the Cousins family, first of all, and their sales staff treat you right. They know the purchase of a vehicle is a big deal. It costs money, and they want to make that buying experience the best it can be for you. And that's another reason why they have a wide selection of vehicles on their lot to give you the best choice to make. Now, remember, if you're looking for a new vehicle, don't have any. They've never had them since opening their doors 40-plus years ago. They have always specialized in giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. Check them out online. They update the vehicles all the time. You can get all the information there at secars.com or go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. And when you do that, you can test drive them and you can ask the sales staff for help. They're always there to help you out. When you go see them in person, though, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Ah, the good life. You deserve it. The pros at Electronics World can help you enjoy the good life at home in comfort with premium video and audio components from the best in the business. Sony, Yamaha, Marantz, Bryston, Rotel, Bowers & Wilkins, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. Whether it's a two-channel stereo system, outdoor entertainment, or a home theater room with surround sound, EW has what you need to enjoy the good life. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. At Radiant Credit Union, we know life can get crazy. Mom, the toilet's clogged. <sighs> and when you decide it's time to go on a much-needed vacation, Radiant Credit Union can simplify things with a fast and easy vacation loan. There's no better way to refresh and renew your energy than a nice, long getaway. And Radiant Credit Union can help you get there. So if you want to go from this to this... Visit RadiantCU.org slash vacation and get started today. Federally insured by NCUA. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things, for our planet. Summer means hotter days. Avoid using heat-generating appliances like stoves and dishwashers during the day. Use them during off-peak hours in the evening to minimize the effects of heat and save on electric costs. Late evening and early morning is also the best time to water plants and lawns, as water is less prone to evaporation. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? 
coming in August. Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. Right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. You know, when you do this, you throw subjects out, and sometimes they really resonate, and sometimes they don't. Um, but the coaches' ranking is interesting uh, because Mark says he agrees uh, regarding Kiffin's coaching ranking in the SEC being a bit overrated. Whether intentionally or unintentionally, I think some college football journalists merge his brash personality off the field to prop him up as a coach. However, what can't be left out is his inability to win big games. Spurrier was also brash off the field, but he was an evil genius calling plays and winning championships. Yeah. I don't know if you can compare the two, but it is certainly not easy to win at Ole Miss. And Kiffin has at least made them relevant at Ole Miss. And so he's, I mean, give him credit for that. Bring Paul to the show. Hi, Paul. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. Um, I realize it's it's not the most fun topic to talk about, but in regards to uh, to Kitna, and I've been gone the last few days. I don't know if you've beaten this to death or not talked about it at all, so I apologize if I'm asking questions that have already been asked. From what I understand, he he has got um, misdemeanors on his record now and is on probation for a year. My first question, and, you know, these types of of – I guess issues that he had kind of cross the line, right? We can get by with a lot of things, whether it's people we know, people we're associated with do, but then there's certain things that you, you, you can't really stand by them. But then they end up with misdemeanor charges, and this kid still 19 or 20 years old, still has his life in front of him. Does that open? My first question is, would he be eligible to not that he would come back to Florida, but could he come back to Florida? And then beyond that, could he go elsewhere, you know, maybe after he completes his probation and, and, and maybe play somewhere else, you know, I'm, I'm torn whether this should be a life sentence for the kid, um, you know, because he is so young. Do you know how it, how it plays out in regards to even being able to still play college football? Well, uh, no, but common sense would tell me, first, you have to be accepted at a university to enroll at a university. Uh, and I don't know that because of, you know, th- these are misdemeanors. And I'm sure there are young men or young women in college who have misdemeanors, right? So does that mean he couldn't, you know, re-enroll at a school? Does that mean he couldn't, you know, go on another football team? I think the answer is yes, but that's just, you know, top of my head. And then in regards to the, the Netflix special that's coming out, have you pre-screened any of it? Do you know much about what the content's going to be other than what common sense might tell us? No, um, and I hope to be able to pre-screen it. Um, but I have talked to Coach Meyer uh, Brandon Spikes, uh, Steve Adazio, who came on here 
Uh, I'm trying to get some other ones that have done it. Um, but they, Spikes uh, was interviewed, and so was Urban. And I think you're going to see, from what they've told me, uh, a look at the good and a look at some of the bad that took place. Yeah, I just think that, I mean, it's Netflix. They want eyeballs on it. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, maybe full-on hit piece, maybe not. But but certainly I don't think it's going to shed. I, I don't know how much much of it's going to be the good, but um, certainly looking forward to it coming out. But thank you. Yep, thank you, Paul. Here, here's the thing, though. I, I think because of what has happened in the media in the past, uh, I think a lot of people think this is going to be, his word, a hit piece. If it is, and, and Lord knows it could be, but if it is, they would have to do it almost from a non-football perspective. Because you can't ignore what happened on the football field. So I do think you're going to see a combination of the two. Swamp Kings is what it's called. And apparently it's not... um, This is what Netflix said. It highlights the coaches demanding and take-no-prisoner style that bred not only a string of legendary victories, but also unrelenting drama, etc. I think that is what you're going to see. I think that says it better than I can say it. And I'd be disappointed if it wasn't that because I do think um, and he said the the unrelenting drama that rippled well beyond the locker room I think is how they phrased it Um, so again Tebow Siler Spikes uh, Major Wright Ahmad Black uh, were all interviewed and you've heard some of them here. I, you, you've, you have to understand, I think, just because of the wording of that, you're going to get certainly the, the, the good or the high or whatever you want to call it of Florida winning and doing, um, you know, what Meyer did here. And then... If you want to go by, again, the unrelenting drama that rippled well beyond the locker room, it's going to delve into off-the-field stuff that happened. That's what you're going to see here. And I think it's good. Because I, I think, well, I know, you know, a lot of us lived through that. A lot of us lived through the arrests. And, and there's things that I witnessed that, for example, the pit. You could never do the pit now. You didn't want to be in the pit. And that was Urban Meyer's way of making injuries heal a whole lot faster. Because if you were hurt, 
you went to the pit and you had to do some stuff that you just did not want to do. I don't think you could do that today. Maybe you could, but something tells me uh, that wouldn't be tolerated in today's athletics. Uh, So it should be fun. Peyton says, let's say Oakland hires Kevin O'Sullivan as their manager for next year. Would the transition from college to MLB be harder than, say, a coach going from college to the NFL or the NBA? I think it just depends, right? Everybody's different. But there is a transition. You know, you are dealing with men as opposed to kids, college kids, a little bit different in that aspect of it. And think about it. How many coaches that have coached, say, college basketball have gone on to the pros and not been successful? Lou Holtz comes to mind, right? Really good college coach. Horrific as the Jets coach. So it doesn't necessarily mean because you're good in college that you're going to be a good pro coach. And you can be a pro coach and be really good and have a college offer you a bunch of money and you not be successful at the college level. Just every case is different. 128 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A heat advisory has been issued for Alachua and Marion counties eastward to the Atlantic coast. That will stay in effect through the mid-evening. Today, partly cloudy skies, high temperatures in the lower 90s. Heat indices close to 100. A few spots might get near 105. Scattered inland storms popping up early. They'll move east toward the Atlantic coast by the evening. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Why not get started on a good mock draft with the NBA and LeBron James's son? Then we've already started. I saw where he was going to go 17th in the first round to the Atlanta Hawks. Yes, Paul. If the Atlanta Hawks take Brownie James, I hear LeBron going, well, I don't want to play with my son that bad. Yeah. <laughs> the Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, just a little quick uh, program note here. Um, I don't want to air my uh, 
my personal life here, but uh, there is a uh, station meeting that I have to go to today. Uh, so we're going to end sports scene a little bit early today uh, in about uh, 10 or 12 minutes or so. So you want to get a call or a comment in. This is the last segment to do it. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Andrew asked an interesting question. When is it not cool to wear a Florida Gator champion t-shirt? Is it okay to wear a 20-year-old shirt with championship on it? I have trouble throwing these shirts out. I'll throw that out to you who are listening. What would you do if you were Andrew? Would you wear a 20-year-old shirt with a championship on it? I mean, is there any harm in that? I don't think so. I mean, you you know, if you're wearing a shirt that's uh, old school, you know, that's okay. It's okay? Okay. Thanks, Allie. Um, so, yeah. I, what do you think? I, I don't think that would be a bad thing. If, if you, for example, if you went to... Uh, the football championships, if you went to the basketball championships, what's the harm of, you know, I don't know. But I, I will say this, Andrew, you don't see a lot of people wearing them, do you? Maybe, maybe that's the answer. I'm sure Gator fans bought a ton of championship stuff when they went out and won. How much do you see that now? Yeah, you don't. All right. Uh, got a couple of emails here, but I've got 10 minutes. So if you still want to get a quick call in, you can. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Phil says, uh, isn't there a Gator team in a league that's going to be playing basketball this summer? Yes, uh, Gataverse is the team. I mentioned this the other day. Uh, Corey Brewer, Torian Green, Lee Humphrey, uh, Walter Hodge, among those on the team. Matt McCall is going to coach it, who was director of basketball operations here 2006 to 2008 and an assistant coach from 2011 to 2015. So, that's part of the roster, and I believe they will start playing July 24th, 25th, somewhere in there uh, in Louisville. So be looking for that. So, yes, I think the, the, you'll be able to see that, and that'll be fun seeing those guys suit up again. Very cool. Uh, let's see here. Bill, uh, I loved uh, your, your – uh, your issue with ranking coaches, who would your next three coaches be? Well, okay. Hmm. I tend to do this based on what I've done for me lately, right? Because it could certainly change. So if you're telling me, you know, go four through six, 
in the SEC and rank them. Probably Josh Heupel, four. I think he's done a great job at Tennessee. Uh, boy. I guess just from long, for what he has to work with at Kentucky, I'd say Stoops. Because, you know, they're not a football powerhouse, but he's made Kentucky pretty relevant. And then probably Lane Kiffin. He, he's made Ole Miss relevant. 23-13 and 13 is what his record is. I just looked it up. Um, so they won 10 games a couple of years ago. And then he asks, who'd be last? That's easy. Zach Arnett, because he hasn't coached. I mean, he's the new Mississippi State coach. So that's why, you, I mean, just by default, he's last. If you're asking me who would be next to last, either Clark Lee at Vanderbilt or Drinkwitz at Missouri. Uh, he also asks most overrated, most underrated. Jimbo Fisher, overrated, right? Given what he's making. Uh, underrated is hard, but I would say Stoops. I don't think anybody ever looks at Kentucky and goes, wow. But yet, you know, he's very consistent. I didn't realize this. They've gone to seven straight bowl games, and that you take that for granted around here. But at Kentucky, you don't. So I'd go there. Um, all right, I got two more emails here now. Thank you for those. Billy says, um, where do you think uh, Langford and those guys get drafted? I mean, Langford's going to be a first-rounder. Waldrop's going to be a first-rounder. If I had to guess on Sprout, and, and I think the, the only thing that would drop Waldrop a little bit is his command issues. But see, I think scouts look at him and go, I can fix that. I mean, you that splitty he throws is lethal, but he doesn't always control it. He doesn't have great fastball command at times. But I think a major league team's going to look at him and say, we can fix that. We, we can fix his mechanics. So I think he'll be a first-rounder. Uh, Rivera, I think, is a probably a late second-round guy, I think. And I think Sprout is probably in that. There's a scout who told me that if Waldrop didn't have command issues, he could pitch in a major league bullpen today. Today, with his stuff, just with his stuff. Um, so that's, there you go. Uh all right, my last email uh, is going to come from Stephen. What one thing must happen this football season for it to be viewed as progress for Coach Napier's program? Win more games than last year. That's that's number one. Win more games 
than last year, even if it's seven games. And then I think just look more consistent. If, if you're up and down, you can't lose to Vanderbilt. Can't do that. So, um, all good. And then uh, BB, as far as the shirt says, wear it, enjoy it, but wash it. <laughs> yeah, please wash it. True. Uh, all right. Now, oh, wait a minute. I just forgot this. I do have one more. Yeah, I'm going to get another call here. Again, we're going to get out of here in about three minutes, a little early today. One more reminder about our weekend coverage. Uh, Braves baseball, big series against the Rays. Uh, that'll be 6 o'clock tonight, 6.30 Saturday, 1 o'clock Sunday. We'll have the home run derby for you Monday at 8, and then the All-Star game at 7. All right, John will be our final caller of the day. Hi, John. Hey, Steve. So, Steve, um, as a Mets fan, what? who is your biggest rival? Is it the Braves? Yes. Okay. So, Although not much rather, of a rival because the Braves own them. Well, I, I understand. But would you rather the Braves win um, the title or the Yankees win the title? I'm trying to understand the relationship. Honestly, the that kind of stuff has never bothered me. Because if my team doesn't win it, I don't really care who wins it. So, what, because because it changes every year. Because free agency changes things. You know, sure. so, I mean, that's why it, it doesn't mean much to me, you know, whether the Braves or the Yankees win it. So you don't have hatred for other teams? No, and I never have. I well, never have. You, I, mean, I, I have dislike for some sure. teams. Um, for example, I, I made no secret of it. I'm not a big Miami fan in in college. I, I think some of the I think their overrated, arrogant fan base is, is that. But I don't hate them. What do you think the majority of the uh, Mets fans do they dislike the Yankees? I don't boy. I, I don't want to speak for millions of New Yorkers. Um, no, I I don't think so. Like when they play a Subway Series, you know, mm-hmm. it's intense, but it's not hate filled or anything like that. No. Now in past years, you know, Clemens and Piazza, you know, it got a little chippy. And, and that, you know, I think what happens on the field dictates somewhat to how what fans react. So if it's if it's chippy for the teams, it can get chippy for the fans. But if it's you know cool on the field, it's pretty cool on you know with the fan base. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right, well, thank you, Steve. You okay, John, thank you. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, we thank you for listening today. Again, just a uh, we got to do a little meeting thing here, and we're gonna just slide out of here a little bit early today. We are back uh, on Monday. We'll be able to see what happens in the first day of the MLB draft and all of that. I'm Steve Russell. Thanks to Kyle for producing. And you're listening to Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Enjoy your weekend. 
Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.